store, fuck your bitch in the click you claim. Westside, when we ride, come equipped with game. You claim to be a player, but I fucked your wife. We bust on bad boys, niggas fuck for life. Plus, Puffy trying to see me weak, hearts I rip. Ricky Smalls and Junior Mafia, some more ass bitches. We keep on coming while we running for your dudes. Steady gunning, keep on busting at the fools. You know the rules. Little Caesar, go ask your homie how I leave you. Cut your young ass up, leave you in peace. Now be deceased. Little Kim, don't fuck around with real G's. Quick to snatch your ugly ass off the streets. So fuck peace. I let them niggas know it's all for life. Don't let the west side ride the night. <laughs> Bad boy murdered on wax and kill. Fuck with me and get your caps peeled. You know. Good evening, everybody. I am your host of the Not A Real Liberty Luau, the Oklahoma, but tonight I'm going to be the bootleg homie. I've already got the chrome dome going, if you cannot see that. Uh, before we get started, I hope you all liked the new intro. Please give us the feedback on the intro. We're kind of trying to, we're just testing it out. Hopefully you guys liked it. I mean, who doesn't like a good mashup of Miley Cyrus and biggie so but before we get started uh and before i bring my guest on uh we're gonna read off a couple of these ads if you're looking for the not a real libertarian podcast you can find us on facebook youtube twitch twitter apple podcasts anchor google podcasts and spotify we usually go live monday wednesday and thursday no monday tuesday wednesday thursday i believe the Alaskan Raven, for all your meme needs, if you're a shit poster, this is definitely one, one site you're going to want to go like and go follow, or not site, a page. And the famous Jack Casey's book in his series of the Royal Green, The Crown by Gold. By law, apparently, I'm not allowed to say fuck Jack Casey until, again, he sends me a friend request and we go from there. The Libertarian party for the veterans if you are a veteran or you support veteran issues and want to help them please go like the uh, veteran caucus for the libertarian party and it's the the greasy porcupine for all your automotive needs it is a voluntary service you pay for what you believe the service is worth it's never a really long ad Okay, so today I'm bringing on another native to Oklahoma on today from the RCLP to work with me. Uh, I want you guys to give a round of applause and show him no respect as you show none to me. Uh, here is my guest, the other not a real Oklahoma, Mr. Isaac. What's up, buddy? Hey, bud. Oh, Finally. So yeah, I, I didn't know that you had been wanting to get on the show for a while. I mean, it's pretty much, it's an echo chamber, so there's really not a lot of audience to really go off of, but, you know, it's a fun echo chamber. And, and everything I have to say has already been said before, so. Which is? Everything you've ever heard on this show. I guess I, 
I guess I I don't know exactly where you're going with that. So you, you said it. You said it's an echo chamber. I'm saying I've, all of my all oh. of my thoughts and opinions and everything. You've all heard them all before. I I, I was making a joke and it didn't land. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I shaved my head, so like the joke went over over the head. That's yeah. That's what it was. You didn't have anything to catch it. Mm-mm. Ooh, what you drinking there, bud? Uh. Well, I got when I went to uh, North Carolina, I picked up Yingling, and it's a black and tan. Ooh, yay! Uh, yeah, like it's, yeah, it's hard. I couldn't find it anywhere else. Uh, well, at least over here, Texas is the only place at the moment that has it. I'll tell you, my favorite East Coast beer is uh, Duclaw Brewing in uh, Maryland. They have a peanut butter porter called Sweet Baby Jesus. Okay, Ricky Bobby. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the the normal question when I, I usually get somebody on, at least on my show. Um, so how long have you been in the Liberty Movement, and what exactly brought you into the Liberty Movement? I am probably gonna catch a lot of flack for this, but I liked Gary Johnson in 2016. Um, I guess that's whenever I first was, uh, that's whenever I was first introduced to the Libertarian Party, the Liberty Movement. Um, I've always been kind of a, I don't know, I I guess I thought of myself as a small government conservative, but as time has gone on, I think it's proved that that doesn't exist anymore. Um, and especially after the 2016 election, watching the way that um, the candidates and, and the way they ran their campaigns and their party platforms and everything, I just, I couldn't get behind that anymore. Um, and so, yeah, I, I saw the Libertarian Party and I like Gary Johnson. I mean, I, I liked him as much as I didn't like the other two. So, um, but uh, I joined the, I joined the state party. Um, in 2019. Oh, and so you're, you're part. So you're part of the, the Oklahoma LP already. Yeah, I'm an OKLP member. Uh, okay. And, and I'm also, you probably didn't know this, but I'm also the treasurer for the Cleveland County Libertarian Party as well. I did not know that, and I want to get to more information on that, like after we get done with the show. Right on. I mean, we met once and that was to uh ratify our charter and that was it <laughs> we, oh, have, sorry, thir- we have 30 dollars to our name <laughs> as a county party well i mean it's better than nothing i mean a lot of people are just sitting around just talking about it you guys are at least doing something you're getting you're putting forth the effort sure but so you and i got introduced through a, a mutual friend who saw that we had similar interests, which I'm, which was book movement. And I, you saw that I was, uh, in the RCLP and kind of had to break that down to you. And we apparently had a lot more interest than what Anthony had and had mentioned. Yeah. And so when did you get into that whole movement? Exactly. Uh, man, I mean, I followed the, uh, 
I follow the book pages, the different Liberty shit posting groups and stuff like that since probably, I don't know, 2017, 2018, whenever it really first kind of took off. Um, you know, of course, like the team version, you know, only the stuff that would ever made it, make it to Facebook. Um, you know, I, I didn't mess with any of the stuff in 4chan or whatever. Yeah, I didn't either. Oh, hey, what's I, up, I, Bo? I actually got to meet Bo not that long ago at the the rally against mandates. Uh, yeah, Bo's a we, cool guy. Yeah, well, we I mean we've been friends on Facebook for some time, and I thought it was just going to be a Facebook connection, just just as that, but ended up progressing. Like uh, I admire what he does; he's very active and very vocal in the in the movement. So, I'm yeah I'm hoping to work with. I'm hoping to work with him uh, a lot more with uh, with the RCLP, try to get them more uh, the Oklahoma chapter involved with the Oklahoma LP a little bit more. Yeah. Well, you were asking, you know, just my involvement, I guess, with the uh, like, I guess, the book movement. I mean, I've I don't know. I guess you could say I'm um, just have been a casual observer uh, by and large. I'm probably not your. I'm probably not your run-of-the-mill uh, goon, I guess, you know, just uh, a dude that works and has a family, goes to church. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I mean, you can't... I, I don't have a CNC machine and build illegal guns in my basement. Oh, so for legal reasons, while we're on the podcast, you have to say that. Right. I don't do any of that. I don't do any of those things because that would be against the law. All of my uh, all of my SBRs have tax stamps. All of my silencers have tax stamps. Every one of my firearm purchases has been a forty four seventy three cleared purchase. So yeah. Yeah, in my in Minecraft. In Minecraft. Yeah. Uh fuck, where was I going with this? Uh no, I mean <laughs> You like you said. I mean, we're how the memes are projected of what the the movement is, and to be a goon and shit like that. What it doesn't shine light on is that we do have lives outside of the whole movement. Like we 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 are dads, we are family family people, uh, men and women and stuff like that. So we do have lives outside of the movement, but we just try to, as Thanos said, perfect. You got to make the perfect balance as it should be. Yeah, but at the same at the same time, you cannot um, get. I wouldn't say you can't get too far into it. You have to keep some things on the below the radar because you can't really you you don't want to risk your family life for uh, unwarranted visits and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, on that, I mean, I, I my position is, I mean, and, and not to sound like like I'm not committed, like I wouldn't be committed, but. Uh, you know, my position is, you know, to really take a hard stand, draw a line in the sand and say, you know, screw all of this and, and, and to cause problems for myself and for my family right now. I mean, if anything were to happen to me, it would be, you know, meaningless. I, I don't, wouldn't even consider myself any sort of mar- like any anybody anywhere wouldn't would hardly be a martyr for the cause um, right. there's not enough there's not enough uh 
I don't know. I won't say support, but just there's just not enough traction yet. You know, there's not enough uh, popular. Um, I don't know consensus, maybe. You know that now, that things are worse than they than they actually are. We'll see and see, and that's my thing. I actually think things are a lot worse than what are being brought to the eye. Like you see, yeah, what you see on like uh, mainstream media is like it's not as bad as what it actually is because they don't want to show the, the bad parts because when you get to the bad parts, that's when people start asking questions and that's when sure. people start pushing back. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it may look uh, if you watch a TV or if you read an article in the new, uh, in the newspaper or wherever the fuck you get your information from, it's just, you're not gonna, you're not gonna see or read that how bad it is out there, but we're, when you start doing, you do a little digging, you see like mandates are still getting pushed upon different cities and states. Even though there's people pushing back, there are there's censoring free speech. There's truck. There's censoring free freedom of speech sl- slowly but surely. They're they're taking the steps toward it, um, right? And then, like, I mean, one, like pretty much one of the topics I wanted to talk about tonight was like how. I brought up the other day that there are you don't have Facebook anymore, so you wouldn't have seen my post. But nope. Um, there was there's I blame you. Shortage. I blame you. You got me kicked off Facebook. <laughs> well, I'm on my third profile, so fingers crossed I make nice. it this time. But but nice. uh, uh, no, I I've been to the grocery store a few times in the last few months, and stuff is starting to be. It looks like it's slowly starting to become scarce. I mean. There's hardly any canned goods on the on the aisle. There's hardly the meat is getting completely scarce, and you're seeing, huh. uh, yeah. I, now I'm not saying it's everywhere just yet, but because I've had I had a lot of people give me feedback. Well, here it's not so bad, and those were in a little bit of a smaller town, so I don't expect a smaller town to necessarily hit um, uh, abandoned shelves at the moment. But like living in Oklahoma City, or say like what. Houston or stuff like that, where there's there's they're heavily heavily populated, you're going to see stuff off the shelves a lot faster because there's more people down there. And I think my re, I what I believe that the reason of being is that with them pushing these mandates for like employers to or employees to get the vaccine and stuff like that and um, uh, pay wages on top of that, people aren't wanting to work, and so when they lay okay. off the people, there's a shortage of people, and it's pushing it's making it harder for okay. products to get into the stores because now it's not all, we're not going to have to also only not worry about food. We're also going to be looking at clothing. We're going to be looking at um, yeah. home goods and stuff like that. It's, it's, so, not, it's not just food. So, yeah. So I, I know you'd mentioned this yesterday. And so I was curious, you know, what, what your, what your information was, what your perception of this was. And, uh, and so, it, I mean, it sounds like you're, you are looking at it as uh, it's something that's artificial. It's like an artificial scarcity because of uh, restrictions on certain industries and things like that that are causing labor shortages. I mean, and there's some validity to that. I mean, I keep seeing stories about, uh, I mean, look at the stories about the labor shortages in cities like L.A. Uh, the ports, they have something like 50-something ships these huge tanker cargo ships that are anchored off the coast of LA they can't 
make port and offload their cargo because there's no one to work. So, I mean, there's, there is some validity with what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, well, cause like where I work, we had, we get a lot of storage containers before our products for the business that we run. And so a lot of the storage ta- uh, containers, there's a short, there's a shortage of storage containers because all of the ones that are sitting on these ships are full and they're not getting off the ships. They're sitting out in the middle of the ocean. Now, if, what I believe is that if this was such an issue to get it into the mainland, that these ships are sitting out there, why do you not have the National Guard? Why do you not have the Coast Guard? Why do you not have the Navy out there and other ships unloading this stuff to get into the mainland? No, they're letting these ships sit out there, and it's to they're they're squeezing. They're gonna okay. see. I to me, okay. I see it as is is a, is a forcible collapse of the economy, okay. which we already we all know that the economy is uh, is very close to collapsing it was it was foreseen during the trump administration which trump didn't have all to do with it i'm not solely blaming trump just like i'm not solely blaming body this is a group effort oh and sure so, yeah and so you well, see I mean, all it, this, and it definitely started it definitely started under the trump administration i mean we saw two uh, we saw two monumental spending bills get signed by by him last year with the stimulus checks and uh, those massive corporate bailouts, cash bailouts, and the the uh, the uh, and the tariffs on top of that. You're right, and uh, the what was it? The Pakistani or Afghani gender studies, uh, <laughs> all of this new money. But in, in those bills was was ordering the Fed to just basically print off several trillion new dollars and inject that into the economy, and. I feel like I've been sounding the alarm on that since it was happening early last year, and and I, I never really got any I never got any criticism or pushback or anything. It was just like people were just like ah, I don't. I mean, it, it's probably nothing. And now look at where we're at. I mean, we are seeing inflation to start start to take root. And I mean, I think I think the current administration is making it worse. We just haven't seen that hit yet. That's coming. Well, so this inevitable collapse that you're talking about, uh, I'm I'm there with you. No, I completely agree, and it's uh, a lot. Not a lot of people said anything about it when they, the stimulus checks were coming out, it was because they looked at it as free money, which they failed to realize. If you it was if hush you, money, exactly. Well, in, okay, I'm a C average student. I'm horrible in math, <laughs> but I know. I mean, that money is coming. It's not just out of thin air it's not like oh hey this is out of my pocket here you go no that came out of and if anyone filed their taxes which taxation is theft but if you filed your taxes and if you had those stimuluses you got hit with it or at least i did i got hit for um having a stimulus check or all the stimulus checks that came in i was smart enough and i put them off to the side and i used them for stuff i needed to take care of i didn't go splurge and stuff like that, like what a lot of people did with their checks. And when the economy sees people splurging, oh, the economy is going up. No, the economy was in shit. So yeah, people had money because they weren't working. So you gave them a pretty much a treat for staying indoors and all of that. So yeah, you that had, money going back to the economy, it's... No, no sorry, finish your thought, finish your thought, yeah. Oh, that was pretty much it. Okay. No, I mean, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, you had, you had, Tens of millions of people, and, and it's kind of sad to think about it this way, but you had tens of millions of people that all of a sudden 
had an amount of money in their hands. It was a, it was a bigger amount of money than they've ever had in their entire lives. 1200 bucks or whatever it was thousand dollars not including the unemployment benefits that people were getting so they were tripling their yeah income. oh yeah so like like always just an influx of of money that you know a, a lot of lower income families that like like i said you got you got families out there you got both parents working full-time jobs and they don't have a thousand dollars in their bank account at all and then all of a sudden here's this thousand dollar windfall for tens and tens of millions of people. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, we saw kind of a, a, a basically an artificial boom in the economy, you know, people, I mean, but it was all, it was all spent on, you know, crap. Oh yeah. You know, it, it wasn't actually, it wasn't actually subsidizing people that needed that money to survive. Unfortunately. Yeah. And I kept telling everyone, and I, as, the rest of us have said, I mean, you in the Fed, what happens? You get to keep your hard earned money. Therefore, you could act, the, the economy could benefit off that. You would stimulate the economy, not artificially. You would legitimately, uh, uh, ugh, fuck, in A, I had the fucking Michael, not a Michael Fox moment. Um, I wasn't, yeah, Michael Fox had a fucking shaking moment there. Stuttered like a <laughs> motherfucker. Okay. Um, you would legitimately. A product of the Oklahoma education system. <laughs> no shit. No shit. There's a reason uh, we're ranked so low in education. Right. Living proof. <laughs> um, no. Uh, in the Fed, you let people keep their hard-earned money. You would legitimately stimulate the economy. And in turn, businesses grow. More jobs are opened up because business will, businesses would be profiting. They'd be thriving. People would actually be – and not, not just that. People would be a lot happier. And – I know like in the national LP, people will always say, well, there needs to be a sales tax. I don't believe in any tax, period. I, sh especially right now when we actually already get taxes taken out of a check, why am I getting taxed for this and then going to buy something? And there's a sales tax on that. There shouldn't be any tax for that. What it, I, I'm, I believe in the whole uh, volunteerism method, meaning, all right, well, okay, well, you pulled this tree out of my backyard here's how much I think that that was worth worth. It could go good. It could go bad. But if you are a genuine person, you're not going to shortchange somebody for the, for the work that they did. Unlike some corporations and some businesses that do that, they see that you're busting your ass. And so they give you a crumb just like the government does. They give you a very small crumb of your come around tax season. You get a, a minute section of your tax return or of the taxes that you put into the system. And then if you don't do it right, congratulations, you now have a knock on your door, you're going to jail for tax evasion or for tax fraud, whichever one you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. They'll hit you. They'll hit you with, uh, they'll make your life really hard before the knock, before the knock comes. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's definitely, they don't, they don't help you at all. It's all up to you to make sure you do it right. Um, I mean, as far, I mean, I'm, I'm in support of ending the Fed and ending the IRS, of course. Um, I think the least of the least of offensive tax to me would be any sort of consumption tax. And I, I'll use the example of like fuel taxes. You pay it at the pump. You know, it's the fuel taxes is what funds 
you know, road construction and road repair, maintenance, and everything. Um, roads. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that to me is the, the least offensive of any tax system. You know, I, I'm as a homeowner, of course, I'm opposed to uh, to um, estate taxes, property taxes, um, income taxes. Are you part of an HLA? Of I am not. Oh, thank God. I'm not. Um, you're, not a, you're, you're not part of a bureaucracy of a, you're not a smaller government in a neighborhood? No. No, I, I've looked at buying houses, and every time I find a house I like, there is an HOA, but. Uh, Hard pass. No, not currently. Okay. <laughs> no, I, li- oh. I live in Moore. There's nowhere, there's no HOAs in, well, I say that, there are a few, but it's Moore. It's blue collar America. Oh, over and more. I've only been to more a few times. So, like, I I've used to only go for a. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I I'm bald. It I I'm, I'm res- it's it's that it's October. It's spooky season. So I wanted to. Is that Darnell? Look... <laughs> is that Darnell? That that is derail. <laughs> that is derail. Oh my goodness. This is what happens when you get bootleg off of wish.com. <laughs> I look like a goodness. I look like a poor Lex Luthor. <laughs> you look like uh you look like uh what's uh Tom Cruise in a movie where he's wearing a he's wearing a thing over his head. Tropic Thunder, Tropic I think. Thunder. <laughs> Where he's like he's like balding looking, yeah. I don't know why I thought of Tom Cruise. <laughs> I come on this podcast and it's pretty much I'm. I, you got to call the United United Nations before I fucking scorch the fucking earth with just this podcast. With how bad it is, how I got on the network, I still don't know, and how I don't even know how I made it past the pilot. But for me to be still here is a phenomenon. Like this, I don't know what the fuck happened. So you're you're uh, you're you're uh, staying in in their good graces somehow. I guess so. I don't. I won't. Ask, I won't ask how. I won't ask. Oh, I'm sure we'll get some clarity come. We'll get some clarity come uh, this weekend uh, when he comes down to Oklahoma and all that. Actually, you know, my head is starting to. There we go. Oh, okay. oh, wow. Oh, wow. It's Miracle Grove. Yeah, I'm due for a cut. That's why uh, I'm wearing a hat. I don't want anybody to make fun of my head. So, speaking of Oklahoma and stuff coming up, uh, I know I'm excited and looking forward to it for the axe throwing with uh, uh, Spike Cohen. Oh, I'm sorry. Tasha Cohen and Tasha's husband. And oh, then, okay. Yeah, Tasha's husband. Nice. And then nice. that that Saturday we have <laughs> Hold on, we'll we'll get back to that here in a second. Oh, she's been sick, it doesn't count. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and then that Saturday we have that pro, uh, not pro, but we have a rally against the uh, the death penalty here in Oklahoma, which I, I honestly forgot Oklahoma had the death penalty until recently. And then that night 
is the benefit dinner for Natalie Bruno for uh, her campaign weekend. Uh, with Larry, I know Larry Sharp's going to be there. Spike's going to yeah. be there. Tosh is going to be there. Um, speaking of which, real quick, if you haven't checked out her her website, electnataliebruno.com, donate, buy tickets, come hang out with the Oklahoma LP, the RCLP. Bootleg's going to be there. Unfortunately, he is going to be signing autographs. They might be forced without consent. I don't know. Um, but... No, I look forward to to all of that because uh, this weekend, uh, just everybody getting together, and uh, I firmly believe I'm very confident that Natalie's going to end up taking uh, Governor Stitt's spot. I don't like, uh, uh, I don't care for Stitt. I give him props for getting as constitutional carry, but other than that, all he um, had to do was sign it. Though I mean, I don't I don't know how much effort he put into that. Sign it. I mean, Mary Fallon could have done that, but she didn't. Mary she was Fallon dumb, was, Mary, so. Mary, was Mary Fallon from the get go. Every, everyone fucking yeah. hated her. But no, yeah. uh, I, I, I'll give the only the only other prop I'll give Governor Stitt is for the fact that when PETA went after him on the highway, he pulled out his smoker and grill and grilled meat out by the by the highway <laughs> under the billboard, and that was a power move. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But he, I the weird he, flex. It was, but I, I respect it. But uh, no, anyways, back to the events for the, the Oklahoma weekend that's coming up. Um, yeah, busy weekend. It is a very busy weekend. Um, I have to go pick the piece of shit uh, bootleg up from the airport on Thursday. Um, he's smuggling drugs in from Tennessee and possibly moonshine in his rectum. But oh, okay, TSA, he's going to have fun with the TSA. Um <laughs> But no, the, uh, the, the RC do what? Oh yeah, the prison wallet. <laughs> no, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the RCLP is even coming up, down, over uh, to Oklahoma this weekend uh, for yeah. these events. Which I originally, it, uh, from what I understood, I knew it was it was going to be me. I somehow talked you into coming to one of the events. Yeah, axe throwing. Yeah. Um, so you you're not going to be able to make the rally on Saturday morning, are you? Most definitely likely not. Most likely not. Uh, I'll be there in spirit. That's all that matters. I mean, you're you're still showing support by coming in uh, for the axe throwing and all that. So it's gonna be that'll be fun regardless. But the RCOP, like I was saying, more of them are now coming. It's like we're, we've bred like rabbits, and now there's more coming into Oklahoma. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I'm here for yeah, it. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, yeah. They're all looking forward to it. Um, I think the only well, and one, it, and it speaks to, and it speaks to their commitment too, because uh, I mean, I know a lot of them have been through some stuff lately. Um, you know, some some that are from like the Houston area, you know, that just went through hurricanes and stuff recently, and are somehow you know managing to make time for us up here, us us uh, backwoods Okies coming all the way up from Houston and everywhere else. Yeah, I know. I mean, we got people driving way far down from up north, and then bootlegs bougie so he's flying fucking commercial flight and getting and all that good shit but uh he probably ordered buffalo trace on the airport on the airplane probably with canada dry i think he i think he's a four rows kind of uh kind of man that's not like the only high class 
that's the, that's the only classy part. <laughs> oh wait, no, sorry, wouldn't be Buffalo Trace because that's that's Kentucky. And if you're from Tennessee, I don't. Are you allowed to drink Kentucky whiskey if you're from Tennessee? Or is that is that like sacrilegious? I don't know. I feel like I feel like I if know. you're from Tennessee, it's like Jack Daniel or or nothing else. No, I made that mistake and asked him that, and I was very corrected very fast. It is they are he is not they are a lot of people in Tennessee are not Jack Daniels fans, at least from what I understand. Which I used that's to be encouraging. a Jack Daniels fan. That's that's encouraging. That means there's hope for them yet. Yeah, Jason. We as the song says, we may roll our joints all wrong, but at least our uh, they're all too skinny smart. and way too long, huh? And, well, we're not. Are we still talking about joints? Uh, I was. Anyways, yeah, our, we might roll the joints wrong, but at least our weed is uh, partially uh, legal in Oklahoma, so it's getting there. Yeah, his weed's still tax-free, though. I actually... Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've been paying attention in our signal group, Isaac, but uh, the bootleg battalion is on the rise. Oh no! Do oh, I yeah. need? Do I need to go look at? Do I need to go check signal? Oh no no no! It's not in there right now, oh, but no. it'll probably be in there later. But because you'd have to scroll pretty oh. far back, but uh. Okay. Oh there. Okay, so Jason is in Cali, um, so his, his grows everywhere, and it's pretty much legal everywhere. All right, well played. You win. You, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Uh oh! Did I get lost? Yeah, you're you're uh, you're doing you're black screen right now. Uh oh, I'm trying and to now come you're back. Uh oh, I'm pushing buttons I shouldn't be. I guess. Well, if you ever come back, we can call it a comeback. If not, we just won't call it a comeback. Don't, don't call it that. Don't call it a comeback. Man, yep. Okay, so if you push the cam button, yeah, you can't, you cut off your camera. Yep, and then uh, you're like Joe Dirt. You try and push again, and it doesn't come back. What's the deal here? I don't know. Hmm. Well, I'm still here. Okay, well, I'll figure out. Well, how to, can... I'll figure out how to how you can see me in a moment. I don't know what I okay. did. Now they get to just stare at me and be more disgusted. So now everything's focused on me. This is gonna be. This is gonna go really well. And now you lost audio. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, as he tries to figure that out. We can go and re go over some of these banners real quick too. Find us all at the notarealpodcast.com. We do have a new sponsor, Redemption Tactical, for all your tactical needs. I've yet to look at the site, but from what I kind of glanced over, everything looks pretty legit. So I look forward to. Uh, and he's gone for a minute. He's going to come back here in a minute, or at least try to. Uh, if you haven't already, go check out the redactedcaucus.org for all your redacted needs. And 
you can sign up to get more information about joining. Uh, we are in the process of getting joining a lot easier. It's in the works, so please give us time. But we do have merch on there. If you want, you can go find more redacted uh, merchandise at our website. Or you can message us uh, through our Twitter, which is the redacted of, or you can just type in the redacted caucus. You'll find us. It's a big fucking igloo that is like psychedelic, so it's not hard to find. But look, I'm waiting for you to tell me how, the first time you came out. I, I mean, you've been in this game for a while, so you got to help us ease into it. Give it a little spit and slide it in. You'll be, I mean, I know it's pretty dry for you. Uh, Jason, uh, remind me, message me here tonight uh, to discuss with you about a few, uh, possibly coming on next week. I've been meaning to get you and uh, the other anarchists on, and I haven't had a chance to. Everything's been kind of fucking cattywampus for me the last few weeks, so I want to get you guys on. Then we can collab with your podcast and ours and go from there. Boy, it is lonely when you don't have a co-host or a guest host, and it is awkward because you have everybody watching now. I feel lonely. This is what Jack Casey must feel like. But as I was saying, if you have not gone yet to tap me, well, come on, big dog. Tap yourself in. You run this network. There we go. Okay, and we're back. Technical difficulties. Hey! I had to drive around for a minute. My stuff crashed. I see that. Oh, but uh, real quick before we move on any further, I just wanted to touch back on the whole Nadler Bruno campaign weekend. Um, if you guys have not gone and checked out our website, go to electnatalybruno.com. Uh, you can find all information. You can donate to her campaign. She's very active in the community. She's very strong-minded uh, libertarian woman. Her values are correct. They're in the right state of mind. Um, this is actually, from what I've learned from watching this, this is she's the only candidate that this network has endorsed fully. But also, if you want to come hang out with me, the rest of the RCLP, the Oklahoma LP, Bootleg, Natalie Bruno, Tasha Cohen, Tasha's husband, and Larry Sharp this weekend. Go buy tickets. Come hang out with us. We're going to get drunk at some point, but we're also going to throw axes and eat and talk about the death penalty. Speaking of the death penalty, what is your thoughts, concerns, comments on the whole uh, death penalty here in Oklahoma, or death penalty in general, Isaac? So, I mean, death penalty in general, I mean, I... I of course, I oppose the state having that power over life and death. I think that they, there are too many things that can go wrong in the criminal justice process. Um, and I think that it gets innocent people killed. And I think that we've seen that happen over and over and over and over again um, throughout the course of of, um, you know, the death penalty here in the U.S. and elsewhere. 
And it's, I mean, and then of course here in Oklahoma too, you know, a few years ago we had what, like several, uh, executions that were botched. I don't know if you remember those, but like, no, I, they, no, I like, Oklahoma those. does lethal, in, Oklahoma does lethal injection and, um, they administered the chemicals in like the wrong order or something like that. And yeah, like basically gave dudes heart attacks and like, it was, it Painful. was like, it was excruciating and awful. And yeah. Inhumane. And then one of them didn't mean, die right away. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty rough. Yeah. I've had the conversation with people cause I used to, I, I'll admit, I used to believe in the death penalty. Like, Oh, you killed someone. You're, child diddler you're a fucking pedophile you're a fucking rapist blah 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 blah. i used to believe yeah you should no you get the death penalty after i did a little research i agree it's my thing is now that i've learned the state shouldn't have that authority do i believe those people should still live no but it shouldn't be up to the state to decide who lives who dies it's yeah i I can't think i can't think of a, a comparison to put it to like for a good metaphor but um, because I think karma will come back around, and it will. I'm not saying those people should be shouldn't have a like some kind of sentence, because they should they should have their their day in court. They'll and they'll go to jail. But and I don't know the the financial side of the whole keeping someone on death row or even in jail aside from death row, comparing the two. But from what I read, and I need to do a little bit more research. It's cheaper on the state and through taxpayers to keep someone off a of death row than keeping them on death row. Because if you're on death row, you could be on death row for 20 plus years. When if you put them in gin pop, you let the you let life run its course, natural selection. So if they're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. So on, on the financial side, and that's and that's one of the most that's probably the more pragmatic argument that you can make, you know, for especially a lot of conservatives here in Oklahoma. You know, that's um, you know, they're more fiscally conservative than anything else. Um, and so you can make that appeal to them that, yes, it is actually less of a burden on the taxpayers to keep inmates housed for life than it would be to put them on death row. And the biggest. You're entering the matrix. Drain on the system. That will be. You're. Hey, brother, you're, you're cut now. You're, you're like entering the matrix at the moment. For a minute. No, so the uh, the the biggest drain on on the system is is the appeals process that um, that these death row inmates go through, um, you know, and because they will they'll be on death row for literally decades while they appeal their case multiple times, and every single time they make an appeal, that's you know that's court costs, attorney costs, and everything. So that's costing the state more money. And this mm-hmm. can go on for decades. I mean, the the rally that we're looking at for this weekend, I, I'm I'm sure has a lot to do with uh, the case of this guy Julius Jones. I mean, he's slated to be executed what next month, 
Uh, I've been slowly following the case. I don't know. I think that's right. It's supposed to be slated for next month, but I don't so this know is 20, the yeah. logistics of it. Right. So this is 2021. He was convicted in like 2002 or 2003. So the dude's been in jail. He's been on death row for nearly two decades now. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just that's just one. That's just one example. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's. You know, you convict a guy one time, and, you know, and I, I also make this, I also make this argument too. Is you know, you got to think like everybody wants to live. You know, like people don't typically want to just die. So um, if you get sentenced to execution versus being sentenced to life in prison, you're probably going to fight the death penalty. You're going to go through the appeals process. Uh, more adamantly because you're trying to avoid death um, versus, you know, someone who gets life in prison, then maybe they're less inclined to appeal that decision, you know, because, well, at least they're not getting killed. Mm -hmm. And the longer they appeal it, of course, I mean, in turn, it just keeps them on death row a lot longer as, as they have that option, which, and therefore the taxpayer pays more and you have to argue with that with, like you said, with not just here in Oklahoma, yeah. but the conservatives that we have, just any state that has a, a death penalty like Texas or wait, does Texas yeah. still has a death penalty, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. They still do. Yeah. And I mean, but, and I think, I think kind of like you, I mean, I, like uh, I, at one point, you know, I, I, I don't know that I put too much thought into the death penalty, but I guess I was all right with it. And, and I guess I'm still at a place where I wouldn't even be necessarily against um, that sort of capital punishment if and only if there was some sort of irrefutable evidence um, that a person um, committed the crime. But even that's hard to get because, I mean, you can get forced, you can get coerced confessions, too. I mean, we saw that. Uh, we've seen that happen before where you know, innocent people didn't even commit the crime, but, you know, were put under the lamp and said, look, you just need to confess to the crime, make your, make it easier on yourself. You know, maybe if you, maybe if you just, uh, give us a, give a plead guilty, you know, um, maybe the judge will go easy on you. Well, then they end up on, they end up on death row anyway. Well, I've, we've, I mean, we've seen that or we've seen where they've turned them into, and this is a whole topic for another day, where they turn people that are kind of pretty much backed into a corner and they turn them into informants. So you co- coerced a person yeah, to become an informant. And an informant is, especially for the police, I think Maj has said it best, uh, it's defund police informants because they're, they're not doing it because what what could happen in turn is if you give said police or whoever that information, it could be false for all they know. So what are they going to do? They're going to act upon that information. And what happened with Duncan limp? What happened with Breonna Taylor? They got uh, right. a no knock raid. Yeah. And because as an informant, residence. your only incentive. Yeah. Yeah. Cause as an informant, your only incentive to give information is, you know, to just stay in their good graces and, and it doesn't matter the veracity of whatever you tell them. Right. Because it also, it, it doesn't affect you at all. 
just as long as you tell them something. Yeah, you're buying your, you're pretty much just buying more time to be in their good graces. And of course, they, when they come back, well, that information was false. Oh, well, this, this, and this. And so they're, yeah. they're, you're, they're keeping you, or that person, said person is keeping the government police force on, uh, on a hook and is pretty much just playing puppet master. Like they're going to keep them around just for that fact. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like I said, I, I don't know too much about, um, the case of this, uh, Julius Jones that's, um, I, I don't know that like this is a rally. I, I wouldn't say that this is a rally for him, I guess. Right. We're just basically it's just a rally, an anti-death penalty rally. Well, but in I a know sense that it would be kind of, it, that his case has brought it back kind of into the into the foreground, um, you know, especially because we're so getting so close to it. I don't really know anything about that guy's case mm-hmm. um, other than I know that the. Um, the prosecutor that was on his case, um, apparently it came to light that uh, two thirds or sorry, not two thirds, a third of his death penalty convictions um, were uh, they used false, they falsified evidence to get these death penalty convictions and Shocker. had to throw them out. So, right. So I think that fact alone, at least um, I think that, that fact alone, at least gives the guy um i think the guy deserves a chance to appeal and have his have his case heard again apparently uh him and his supporters believe that they've got a good enough case um so but i don't know i mean i I guess uh, are they already past that there's no there's nothing else left Uh, well i don't know do you i don't know if you know any more about it than i do no, I've been meaning to look into the Julius Jones case for a while, and I just I haven't. I see it popping up all the time, and I need to do a little bit of digging, and um, especially after with this rally coming up, even after the rally, I want to look a little bit more into it. Um, Natalie just said his clemency hearing is in three days after the rally this Saturday, so hopefully, ah. so hopefully we make a little bit of noise uh, this this Saturday. Um, we have phenomenal speakers at for her event. Yeah, um, and oh, I'm yeah. from. I've been paying attention to her, the event on that she posted on Facebook, which I'm sure everyone that says that they're going to that, there's probably more people that are not on Facebook that are going to that. So I'm hoping for us to have a huge turnout that make it brings a lot of attention. Um, but being in a libertarian party and being against the death penalty and being in Oklahoma, we're not going to pick up mainstream stuff, which is fine because we have the numbers. Um, we're going to get we're, I feel like we're going to reach more people than true multiple events. Um, I lost my train uh, thought for a second, but uh, no, like and just real and real quick speaking of like uh, being in the Libertarian Party and uh, not getting that much coverage. Like I'm sure you you saw or at least picked up, even though you're not really on social media anymore, the candidate that flipped from Republican to Democrat for is running for the governor. Are oh, you talking about Joy Hoffmeister? Yeah. And she yeah. guess what and as soon as she got she announced that guess what CNN picked her ass up. Of course. Of but course. What's, but what they fail to realize is that Natalie has been in this long been running her campaign longer than they have. Yeah. And I've had people tell me, "Well, I, if she's been running a hard campaign, then why haven't I seen anything?" And we pulled her stuff like she's been out in the nitty-gritty. She is in the community. 
She's at events. She's speaking. She has raised raised her own money for her yep. campaign. Fun it's fact about like uh, fun fact about Natalie: the Cleveland County, uh, the Cleveland County Libertarian Party convention where we ratified uh, the new charter. Uh, that, that was the that convention was where Natalie announced that she was running for governor. And that was when. Natalie, when was that? I don't remember. It was earlier this year. I think it was in March or April this year. <laughs> uh, just like, well, and before she can, or why, before she answers, just like Jason said, the fact that politicians flip R and D and D and R so easily proof is just how some of the two parties are, which is exactly right. And a lot yeah. of politicians will yeah. do that because it gives them an edge in the, in the numbers just to get into office. And I. I don't like Trump. Everybody knows that. But Trump was a Democrat in New York. And so what happened was when he ran for president, he decided to go as a Republican, which in, in gave him an edge to get elected. And he still had Democratic values, and the Republicans refused to acknowledge that, yeah. which it, it, it'll kill me. But but I, got, I kind of strayed off the path. Um, but like, like Jason made a – yeah, Jason made a valuable point. It, when when two parties do that, it just shows they are the same side of the corrupt coin and stuff like that. Oh, uh, Natalie said that was back in May. May. This, yeah, sorry. Uh, time time works differently in my head now. <laughs> well, even still, I mean, May, she started, she announced it. You got, it, it got approved. She's been running her campaign, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, since then. And here we are in October, and she's gained so much traction. Yeah, just from that. And I, every event that happens here in Oklahoma, I, see, I mean, I see her attending it. I, I see pictures of her uh, speaking, videos of her speaking. And what other candidate candidates that are running are doing that? None of them are. They're waiting to get picked up by like Fox, by uh, KOCO, by CNN, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, they they have the uh, they have the big party privilege of uh, of good media coverage, which we sadly don't have. Oh, that's fine. There, there's plenty of other outlets that are going to make Natalie a lot bigger, her voice a lot bigger than what it already is. Yeah, because I got reached out to about her um a while back. I guess when she first uh, announced it. And I was kind of leery until I looked at her stances and stuff like that. And now I fully back her. Like I, I'm trying to be at whatever events she's at to show support. And I'm trying to, I've messaged her trying to figure out how the RCLP can help her get into office and stuff like that. Especially be, me being the Oklahoma as I am, I'm trying to see a libertarian that has the same values as I do just move forward. And it'd be huge to see a libertarian yeah. take the governor's stance in a red state. Like that would yeah. be astronomical. Yeah, man, and, and I, I think we, I think that there's a prime opportunity. I think that this season is a prime opportunity to take advantage of the um, disillusionment, disaffectedness of you know Republicans and Democrats um, from the last four or five years. The the 2016 presidential campaign. Uh, and the 2020 presidential campaign, you know, you have a lot of disaffected um, big party voters that they are looking are finally starting to look at look at it for what it is. And and I think a lot of people are starting to shift away from that. Um, and, and, and I think 
and, and that's not just conjecture. I mean, I think that there's actually numbers to back that as well. I mean, here in Oklahoma, if you remember back in January, the um, the the Capitol insurrection. Um, very shortly after that, we saw um, a big a big flip in numbers um, in voter registration numbers just here in Oklahoma. You know, super super deep dark red Oklahoma. We saw a massive amount of voters uh, re-register as um, independents, mm-hmm. uh, uh, moving away from the moving the away from the Republican Party, and and then yeah, the of course they were the biggest numbers wise they were the biggest loser because they're the biggest party in the state right but them and republic uh, them and democrats both lost a lot of voters and that resulted in a um, pretty big jump in of course independent registrations but it also um it also gave us a pretty good boost um in libertarian registrations as well so i like i said i think people are finally kind of starting to wake up and realize that this whole thing is rigged, um, that we don't have a two-party system, that it's really, for all intents and purposes, is a one-party system. And I think people are growing tired of that. No, I think for as long as we can, I think that we absolutely should. I think for as long as we possibly can, we absolutely should use the ballot box to to voice our, um, our discontent with that system. No, I agree. I mean, I saw it on the Oklahoma LP page the other day that out of uh, Libertarian, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian Party had gained more voters, or had had gained more voters within the last few months opposed to the other two, which is, I love seeing that. I love, see, I love seeing people wanting a choice in their life of how their life, how they, how they want it, how their life to, I keep saying life, um, <laughs> How they want their life to be ran, and they want to they want to take that they want to take that personal responsibility to run their own life. Because I mean, at, at the end of the day, yeah. we all just want to be left alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean the but, the response the response to the response to just the way the pandemic has been handled, I think, is evidence oh, of that as well. I just want to be left alone. Well. We're running up on 58 minutes, uh, and Muddy Waters is about to uh, take half the people, or, which it's not very many viewers, but they're going to take half, more all of the viewers that I have. So I'm going to go ahead and do closing uh, closing statements. But if there's – I know you're not on social media anymore, uh, except for uh, really you're on Twitter every now and again. But is there any way yeah, that – Yeah, I get on Twitter every now and again. Is there anything that you want to plug uh, before you before I let you go? Not really. I mean, I'm just a dude, man. I, I'm really, I'm just a dude trying to make his way in the universe. Uh, you know, I, I have, I, sometimes I feel like I have some, um, you know, little nuggets of wisdom from time to time. But yeah, I mean, I'm not on Facebook anymore. Uh, ironically, I still have Instagram, even though I never use it. But uh, all the socials that I have left is Isaac Plays Metal. So on Twitter, if you want to, yeah, if you want to like and follow me, sure. I mean, I might retweet something or say something that I think is funny that isn't funny to anybody else. All right. Well, thanks uh, for having me on, man. This was fun. Oh, no, absolutely. It was a good time, man. Uh, I'll get back with you on Signal or text you here in a little bit, man. I appreciate you coming on. It was nice to have another fellow Oklahoma on here. So, But I look forward to seeing you this Friday at Axe Throwing and then go from there, man. Sounds good, bud. We'll take it easy. All right. Take it easy, man. Later.
Well, that wasn't such of a dumpster fire as it was last week, but I mean, it was fun. Uh, I wanted to bring on someone from Oklahoma with the big Oklahoma events coming this weekend, uh, especially with the RCLP coming in town, working with the uh, local LP, which is going to be fun. Can't wait to share the rest of that with you. This Thursday, you're not going to have a regular show with Bootleg. We are They're doing it live on Will's lovely casting couch, and there will be hopefully a black light live to show you the stains of that couch. He is such a sweet boy, but I guarantee you that couch is so dirty. Bootleg, you're going to have to be quarantined after that after the show on Thursday. Um, I unfortunately will not be on the show. I, I'm I'm just driving Miss Daisy to her appointments, which is to that from the airport to the casting couch. So it's kind of like uh, California for driving someone to a porn audition. So. Uh, but you'll probably hear my voice in the background if they don't kick me out of the fucking house. Uh, before we head out, again, check out electnataliebruno.com for ticket information for this coming weekend's events. Help support her campaign. If you aren't able to make it, please just donate to her campaign. This woman is phenomenal. She's working her ass off. I didn't know where to go with that. But she is working very hard for the people. She is for the people. She's out in the community. I guarantee you're not going to see any other community or any candidate out there that's not just trying to get uh, for a photo op. Uh, please check out the redactedcaucus.org for all merchandise. Uh, we're Like I said, we're trying to get the membership a lot easier to join. Um, if you have any questions about joining, please message me. Uh, you can get to me on the Redacted Oki on Twitter. I'm pretty more frequent on there. You can try and find me on Facebook. Uh, kind of hard to find sometimes. Redemption Tactical. Love the tactical gear they have. Uh, from just what I've browsed. It hasn't been much that I've gotten to browse, but it was real quick. But if you want to find me, find me at the Redacted Oki on Twitter. Um, I'm on here every Monday. I still don't understand how I have a show, but I love being on here. Uh, but yeah, be looking forward to sharing the pictures and the experiences come next week after this weekend's events. Uh, keep pushing Liberty. I love y'all. If you have any questions, come to us. The Libertarian Party would love to have you, whether it be Oklahoma, whatever state. We love y'all. Keep pushing the Liberty Movement. Later days.